another episode of Carbonite Bounty BS with the nerds here once again. I uh, hope everybody had a good week, and I got some special treats for you guys. So um, before we get started here, welcome everybody, whether you're listening to us on your streaming platforms or watching us live on YouTube and Facebook, and ultimately, DP Brown's going to let you know how to reach us if you don't already know. Hey, as um, T. Mitch alluded to, if you are listening to us, make sure that you are downloading and subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, um, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, um, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. Also, if you are um, watching us you know, on Facebook and also on YouTube, make sure that you are subscribing and hitting that notification. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. Um, also, make sure that you are going to social media on our on your favorite platforms, Twitter, you, uh, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, and also Instagram at Nerdcyclopedia. And also, we like you know getting your feedback right on Facebook on our Carbonite Bounty BS page, our official fan page. You know, um, hosting our podcast, we love your feedback on that page. And also at NerdCyclopedia uh, dot com. Yep, yep, and. Uh... Once again, guys, so we're going to start off the show a little differently this time. We're going to hit off uh, just a quick couple of news topics here uh, for all the listeners out there. I'm sure a lot of people do, uh, you know, want to know what's going on weekly in the Star Wars world. So we decided to add a segment in that we're going to go over some, you know, weekly news topics, whether they be rumor mill or 100% factual. We're still going to give you that information uh, regardless. So without further ado, the first topic I've read, and I'm sure a lot of people have heard in the news that... Uh, you know, this Disney retcon thing and the fact that they are trying to wipe 789 from not really existence, but from this Filoniverse or whatever we're calling this moving forward um, seems to be gathering a lot of steam here. I know it looks like the Disney and their Imagineers have discussed um, cutting out Ray in all elements of the final trilogy at uh, Black Spire Outpost, which for those who don't know is Galaxy's Edge at uh, Disney World. So. Um, what do you guys think about this uh, this retcon idea coming up? It's it, it seems like it's gathering speed. So why uh, would they do that? Why would they do that? What's the point? Uh, it's just the backlash, I think. I mean, the story. I I I, I think um, Disney you, they they got in trouble from the beginning listening to, to too many fans and thinking they know exactly what the fans want. So to to respond to backlash. I always felt if you're doing a story, you got to do it to the end. You got to make you're going to have your mistakes and everything and make them along the way. But you can't let a fan dictate how your story goes. You know, yeah. you can't let a fan dictate on how, you know, the direction that you really want to go just because you want you have a you're afraid to make money or afraid that you're going to lose money. Um, if people didn't like the, you know, the, um, the last trilogy. That's fine. You know, it's people that did like the last trilogy. I mean, it was a lot of stuff in there that, you know, was a little hesitant, you know, a little so-so, but uh, you got to commit. So we've, we've seen with the first, you know, with, with the, um, the, the, the prequel trilogy that a lot of people didn't like that. But it was a lot of elements that came out of that, hence like the Filoni-verse, you know, that people love all of a sudden. You know, that, um, that people, you know, if it wasn't for the prequels, that I don't think that universe would have would have actually happened. So I'm not for retconning. I'm I'm all for committing to what you already did and just develop a story from there. Yeah, I I, I second that. I think they already have it. It's already done. They've got all the characters done. Everything's written. It's already there. My big criticism with the whole thing, not 
really i mean i don't know what everyone's problem is with ray decent character a fighter very uh like a, a female luke basically um which is nice for this day and age because that's very that's very popular and very needed right now mm-hmm. my problem is ben solo who the hell Ben Solo? Come on. I don't care what universe you're on, but there's no Ben Solo. He had Han and Leia had three kids. That's it. <laughs> Forget it. I would eliminate, if anything, I would eliminate Kylo Ren completely from oh, the wow. entire. Yeah, yeah, see, from wow. The... wow. See? And, uh, and, that's. You or, want to or, get rid of Adam Driver? No, no, no. Don't get rid of him, but get rid of his, his alias. Create a new alias for him. He's not. <laughs> he, he, he's somebody. Uh, he's Palpatine's. <laughs> he, he's from another timeline or something. From like another that. timeline, he's Palpatine's son. He's little pal and little pal. And just, and just move through that way. Get rid of the whole solo connection. That that's my only. I mean, that's my only thing. That's that. If I if I were making a decision for him, I'd take that out. I'd leave Ray in. I like Ray. I like I like Finn. I like those characters. They're great. They're very synonymous with the original trilogy gang. You know, Han, Luke, and Leia. Very much the same. But I'd get rid of Ben. Mm. You know, for me, I, this is a, this is all great news for me. You know, here at Carbonite Bounty BS and Nerd Cyclopedia in general, we are proponents of an organization called the Chewbacca Memorial Association. Now, the CMA has long been supporters of this show and other shows that we've done, and their deal is this. Look, Chewbacca died on Serenpadal. They dropped a moon on him. Anakin, Han Solo's second son, Mm. messed up and didn't get Chewie. And guess what? That sent Han Solo into an alcoholic rage for like 20 years or whatever. And between you and me, that Legends timeline is a lot more valid when it's multiple choice futures, when it's not just one pipeline, one canonical pipeline. If you can have the Legend series, if you can have the sequel trilogy, if you can have this Filoni-verse and they can live together, nestled in the same over overall universe, I think that just broadens the appeal and it allows you to do more things. Because we do need female heroes. And it wasn't just, you know, Rey in the sequel trilogy that was the female hero. I thought that there were a lot of really great moments, especially in Episode 8. And I think that Episode 7 and 8 work together as bookends, sort of like Episode 3 and 4. I think we, we need to fix what's after that. And I think that it's obvious that, you know, from my reaction to episode nine, I wasn't a super huge fan of the resolution. So for me, mm-hmm. getting another shot, another bite at the apple here, I mean, it's necessary because we need Luke to be a compelling character because he's in the mix now. And if he mm-hmm. is going to be locked into inaction, then everything that he's doing is spinning his wheels. So for Grogu to, you know, either miraculously survive two temple massacres Two Skywalker-led temple massacres, and Skywalkers are pretty tough, from what I hear. Uh, you know, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta think to yourself: is is Star Wars better served uh, thinking about going in whatever direction the story needs now? And if that direction involves overwriting the sequel trilogy or part of it, does that even matter? Because quite frankly, I'm invested in these new characters to the point where. I would prefer to see what would happen with them in the mix. And I almost like to think about 7, 8, and 9 as existing in a universe where they weren't because they weren't involved. And it was very simple to sort of write off the Jedi as being murdered to to the last, right? But isn't it more interesting when we have Ahsoka in the mix and Grogu in the mix 
and a real Luke Skywalker played by Mark Hamill, which just thinking about that happening again is giving me chills. Just like, <laughs> just to say that. <laughs> so for me, you know, as long as it makes sense in the story and there's a consistent logic, like emotional logic to it, I say more, I'm more, I'm all for it. I say, let's take this story in the direction that the characters determine it should go rather than saying, look, we have to make three movies, one every two years and put them out with, with, you know, Roman numerals. Why can't Star Wars be something different? Because sometimes different's better. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And and I believe with you guys as far as that, I mean, I I, I guess I'm different than Ken. I I, I thought Kylo was a strong character. Um, I I, I don't know about the Ben Solo thing, like he said, but as far as the villain, it was cool. I don't know if the whole Solo son thing was the best idea, but um, I guess it kind of worked for the time. But, uh, Moving forward, I don't. I'm with you guys. I'm not big on the retcon. If they're going to keep it there, just keep it there. And it's just like Marvel. How many times have we wrote it or, or look at DC? How many times have they reboot uh, a movie? I mean, Batman's been out nine times. So it's, <laughs> o- it's okay to continue where we are from this Filoni verse and then make a new story. You know, it doesn't have to revolve around you know eight or seven, eight, nine. It can be after post Return of the Jedi, and this is you know his take on it, just like. Um, you know, Robert Pattinson will have his take on a on a Batman, so to speak. So I don't think it's a giant ordeal that they're recommending. I mean, it, it kind of sucks for the actors, you know, that they're kind of just getting written off. But I, I'm happy with the direction, like, you know, Hitch has said. I, I'm invested in these new characters. I will say that the interesting thing is Cameron Monaghan, which played Cal Kestis in the game, is really interested in doing more things with LucasArts, and they're interested in bringing him in. So Cal Kestis will be another character which has a, um, if you guys aren't aware of the game, a Jedi holocron, and he has over, I want to say, a thousand Jedi younglings that uh, he has on a holocron. That he, and at, uh, I hate to spoil this for you guys, but he destroys at the end of the game. So, um, oh, that, yeah, <laughs> that, that story is going to continue on, and with um, you know, Lucas Films even introducing right. that they're coming out with another video game. Um, this a lot of this stuff is is going growing pace, so. I'm kind of with you guys. I don't want it to go away, but I just want to keep it going. And then if Filoni's going to do his own take on what happens post Return of the Jedi, just let it happen. And uh, the public thing, like you're saying, it doesn't isn't needed. So, um, you know, swiveling off of that, you know, so that's our news take for the week. But um, you know, we're going to get right into the meat of the show, guys. So we decided to uh, swivel a little bit different, and we're going to give you guys a season one part one breakdown of the Clone Wars cartoon. So we all. Uh, Watch the first six episodes. If you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch it, and you guys can react to it with us. But uh, we're basically going to go over our rundown of what we thought as far as the first six episodes, and it's kind of we discussed a, a, as a group. Um, really, three main subplots of these first six episodes, and one underlying theme is um, you know General Kenobi would uh, would, would kind of lay it down, and it, it also brings a lot more clarity to what maybe the cartoon was that I didn't even think about. So. Uh, you know, uh, Ken, do you want to break it down as far as what you got out of that and that uh, interesting point take that you got from the um, first six episodes? Yeah, sure. So um, I hadn't watched these uh, when they came out, I think 2008 something. I think I watched a couple and didn't really catch on to them. But now that I'm I'm a little bit older and I'm more <laughs> mature, I figured, well, I might as well sit down and watch some damn cartoons. So <laughs> I, like, I like them. They're 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 uh, they're fun. They're short enough for my very minimal attention span, so you know I can just watch an episode and I'm not I'm not bored. Um, I like the the action and what I what I 
think they really will help fill in is, is the actual Clone Wars part of the whole Star Wars universe that we never really hear about, where the, the Jedi are fighting and they're using the clones as, as their army. And I like a lot of the characters. And basically this underlying theme, I mean, the short little stories that they come, they, that there's, um, you know, the fighting and the different battles. and uh, But I think the underlying story is that the Republic is trying to stop the Trade Federation from trading. So they're making deals with all the planets in the outer rim and the inner rim to keep the Trade Federation out. And then Dooku's being mischievous behind the scenes, trying to rouse trouble and make uh, make the Jedi seem like they're, uh, you know, trying to kill Jabba the Hutt's son and, you know, whatever little other little storyline they can come up with. But uh, I mean, I like I like them. I'm, I'm going to keep watching them because, like I said, I haven't watched these. Uh, I really like the battles. I like the fact that the clones can fight. And I 100 percent am behind Captain Rex. That guy <laughs> badass. So we've got Captain Rex is teamed up with Anakin and Commander Cody is Obi-Wan's uh, fist right-hand man in in the battle and i really like the the way all these characters are working i like the fact that some of the clones step up and they give them names you know what do we got we got oddball we got brute we got a couple of different guys funny you know the names along with like what they do well so i dig it it's like uh it's like rambo um a little bit of rambo a little bit of a uh, uh, you know a lot of the war movies that i like uh, kind of come into play but with lightsabers so that's i like it What do you think, Hitch? You know, for me, this this is all about a race of intelligence. You know what I mean? It's about who knows what about who. And what General Grievous is doing is taking inside information that he's getting from somewhere. I don't know where he's <laughs> getting it. Uh, he's taking this insider information and he's striking at, you know, uh, the Republic. And he's doing it in, in, in not very sly ways. He's got this big spaceship and it's got a big ion cannon. And he's going in and just wrecking wrecking these these convoys and literally murdering every single person all the clones these poor clones they're just like you know cannon fodder essentially and he's sending these droids on search and destroy missions to destroy like the you know to destroy the the escape pods it's like you know in world war ii if, if the, the pilots would say if you saw a person in a parachute you didn't go shoot at him right and if someone did it they always ended you know there would be a focus on making sure that person didn't have a great day <laughs> so uh you know for me I'm looking at this story as, you know, this the Republic is so doomed because the things that, like, the the Chancellor is giving them this information, and there's nothing they can do about it at all. We know they won't. So it's just, uh, it, it's it's interesting to see how, you know, the Republic has better everything, better generals, better equipment, better troops, and it's at parity all because Palpatine's feeding Dooku info. Sneaky. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the Sith yeah. way. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. What do you think, DP? So, you know, I'm coming from the casuals. So I, I was um, off mic um, talk with Ken about um, he, he was getting a lot more out of it than I did. So it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. And it's a lot going on for a Saturday morning cartoon to have a, so a lot of politics in it. But it's right enough. It's, it's, it's enough action to keep you interested you know, you know, even for my son to be interested and still recognize, you know, characters and still get excited about it. You know, the politics and stuff goes over his head, but, you know, it's still it's still giving uh, the adults something along with the kids something at the same time. So I guess all the whole family could watch. 
Um, these episodes were were pretty decent, you know. Um, not the best thing, but um, but a very good continuation of what I've seen. Um, continue, you know, um, continuing from Attack of the Clones, giving me more depth as far as what these clones are and seeing the complications that come with being a clone um, and the personalities. I, I like the fact that they actually have personalities because they really didn't come with that, you know, with the Attack of the Clones. This didn't start really developing until we watched these Clone Wars. Um, the Rookies episode, and specifically, you know, last week I was saying, you know, it's my favorite um, so far. You know, um, it very, you know, got really in depth as far as, um, you know, really making the clones distinctive as far as like, you know, their their relationship with each other. Like Ken was saying, you know, their names and everything and, you know, um, matching their personality types, which is really decent because they all look the same. I mean, you got like bald headed ones. You got like, you know, different ones, maybe your goatee or something. It's 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 decent the way they, um, like I said, create characters out of something that wasn't really um, um, I don't think thought too much about in the actual movie, or maybe it, it couldn't have been presented in a movie type of style. So you needed this series to flesh it out, and it's doing a lot of fleshing out of you know some of these characters so far. It's good to see Anakin as more of a less of a whiny, you know, it's not so much that he was whiny in the movies and everything, but a lot more mature and more. Uh, he gives a lot more direction and feels a little bit a lot more confident. That he did in like the um, Attack of the Clones. So I'm expecting by the time we we um, watch Revenge of the Sith, he's in a level where he's just like this, you know. But we'll, uh, you know, we'll I guess we'll see when he, you know, when we get to that. But um, yeah, some some really good stuff in there, and I'm anxious to see more. Right, you know, my overview is very similar to you guys. I mean, I guess the thing I got out of the most is getting some of those, uh, some Sith lore in there, saying Asajj Ventress off the bat. I mean, that, that kind of was my highlight of the, the intro six episodes of seeing Asajj and some development of some some dark side users or, you know, there's so much, you know, mystery. It shrouds the dark side, obviously. I mean, you hear in some of the extended novels where they had the rule of two, which, you know, in some cases um, you, you read that, you know, Palpatine had more than one, you know, apprentice. He had multiple. And, you know, you just to see some of these stories of Sith lore is something I always, you know, wanted to know a little more. So to get, uh, you know, Asajj in it, and even some development of some, you know, Jedi Masters. We see Plo, uh, uh, Plo Koon in there as well. So to get some character development to some outside of the main characters that we've seen, I really liked. And like I said, the way he develops them so kind of unique, as we discussed, because it's not too much, it's not too little, but it's kind of like the right amount to sprinkle a character in that you grasp on them and you, you take some kind of investment into the character. So um, when we tie this into some of his other projects, whether it be The Mandalorian or things moving forward, I just like the, like we're all saying, I mean, the episodes are not too long, they're short, but they're long enough for you to kind of gain some momentum with these characters and grasp on them, whether it be a, a Commander Cody or, or, or anybody like that. And um my other thing was I, I really like the uh, Padme Amidala character in this. I, I really like how they portrayed her um, with the look and just kind of her rebellious ways. You know, and towards the end, she kind of got a little, eh, you know, I, I thought Natalie Portman as actor is good, but I just think her lines in the last two movies were just like not the greatest. <laughs> but this this character made it made yeah. her seem more like she really is, you know, that brash, you know, um, kind of you know warrior type princess she reminds me honestly of a wonder woman 
without the powers. It's kind of how she is. Yeah. Like, like a Diana Prince, you know. That, yeah. That's how I just kind of vibe I get from her. So. So the, so the Sith, the Sith thing. I got so a question. So Dooku, Dooku knows about Sidious. Okay, Sidious is his master. Dooku is right. his uh, his intern. So, so there would be other ones, right? So you'd have to have other ones. Ventress is a intern in in training because what happens if Dooku gets axed, which he does? There has to be another one to move into place. So so if you're you're always prepping one. So if you're the master, you're the Dark Lord. You're always prepping other ones to take the place of the the apprentice, sort of, aren't you? Uh, kind of, but the way the Sith looked at, it, as far as Sidious and even other masters, or they were known for throwing their like Maul, uh, as you see him in this extended universe. They were known for throwing Padawans or, I guess, Sith masters to the wayside. So at this point in these in this spinoff series and even the EU. If Sidious found out or another Sith Lord found out that their apprentice wasn't strong enough and they saw somebody else, they just ban you out and you are on your own and they just pick up another apprentice. So it's not really by death, but it's really by exile that the Sith are kind of ruthless. So there are points to where there are uh, a master training more than one. Like you see, you read these books about secret, secret apprentices and whatnot. So the Sith were kind of funny, even to their own. You know, they was kind of backstabbing to their own apprentices. Look at how he treated Dooku in Episode Three. You know, kind of, right. you know, when he when he sensed Anakin. So it's it's one of those things. They always, like you're saying, had something in the in the back. But even they, you know, some masters had multiple, um, you know, apprentices that they would train at the same time. Because they have multiple identities too. So Lord Tyrannus, Lord Sidious. So yeah. he each one each person each personality could have a right an apprentice. Right. So, be sick and twisted, right? That's wild, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, beyond That's that, interesting. You know, the Sith are different from the Jedi because, like, the, all this secrecy—it's almost like to be a Sith, it's like having a second life. It's like a secret. It's like having a, a secret family in Canada. You know what I mean? You don't want anyone to find out, but they're there. They're up there. You know, eating maple syrup and whatever. Um, and you, it's it's still happening in the background. I like so I like that. <laughs> like being a Canadian family. Yeah, I like. That. That's what it's, it's like. And what's funny here, and, th and this is something that's you know carries over from the episode two in the movie, is that you know we talk about Padme, but but Anakin has that going on. Like Padme is is already Anakin's secret family in Canada, like she already is. So it, it's this interesting dynamic for him. And knowing knowing that he's about to go down the dark path, it's interesting to see the um, what is it? You can never you can never trust a cheater not to have another side piece. Is that <laughs> is that maybe the way to think about these these secret these secret apprentices? Is that you know, if you want to become the master, the Sith master, and you want to overpower your master, maybe you need a little help. And wouldn't it be nice to have a little secret help? And if you have someone that's force sensitive that can can help you out, I mean, that makes you more powerful than them and you can kill them. And then the Sith, evil Sith, you know, uh, malevolent soul will occupy your body in its quest for immortality. So, you know, it's it's interesting to think about this all the the secrets that are playing back and forth because the whole the whole Sith connection runs contrary to to all the political connections, right? And really it just means that the same person's in charge of both sides of this war, so all it has to be is long and destructive. They don't really care about the winning or the losing as long as it they, stretches chaos. on. Exactly. Cuz chaos they, is a ladder, they, right? From a show we like. Oh yeah. Liked. Liked. They're going to win. They're going to win in the end. It doesn't matter which side prevails cuz they've got something in both 
they got their hands in both pots. Right. Make total sense. Makes a lot of sense, actually. Now, I want to say for me, you know, team that you're talking about uh, your standout point. And for me, there are two points that really stood out for me. That's like the best points. And, and they were both about the development of the clones as characters. For me, you get um, that point in the second episode where the droids bust in, like break open that uh, escape pod, right? This affected me a lot because it's very merciless and they're dicks about it. <laughs> they're just like, oh, got him, popped him open. And they just go on with their, with their work. That struck me as so callous and so like the appropriate use of these droids not really having any sort of like um, like sense of decor and they're just idiots, right? It finally paid off for me in that way. And because they've invested so much time in convincing me that one, these are just Boba Fett's. They're as interesting as Boba Fett because they're Boba Fett, right? They've, right. they've sold me on that and they've sold me on the differentiation that I have a sense of how, of the depth of each of these characters. So when something happens to them, I don't need to be told, you know, this is, you know, heavy or this is, you know, uh, matchstick or whatever. I don't need to be told that because I know that all that is missing is my awareness of that information about them. Not that it doesn't exist. They're not faceless. I just am not, have not been told about them yet. And so when bad things happen to the clones, it feels like there's real jeopardy involved. And yeah. that to me is the real, like, is the thing that makes this go is that even though these are essentially like Spartans that are bred to take a bullet, essentially, right? They only live for like, what, 15 or 20 years or whatever. Their short lifespan. Right. I still care about, I want them to make it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like they're talking about, you know, the angst of being a soldier. And I'm just like, why would you let them, why would you give them that? Take that away from them. <laughs> like, please don't make them be so, so aware right, of what's happening. The, name of the, one that, well, the one clone that died in, in, the, um, in that fifth episode of Rookies. Um, you got eaten by the snake. The oh, the snake one. Okay. Yeah, a, yeah. A yeah, I mean that, that that was that was that was that was emotional for like a dang cartoon, you know. Nope. Like terrible. Oh, Sarge. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was yeah, I mean it, it it really put you into a um, you know, really uh, that's that's good character development for Did you cry? Did you cry? Yeah, almost yeah, yeah. You was, know, was I enough. was like, Phew. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was emotional, man. Well, we've all we've all seen you guys I'm have all seen about um, these clones. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> well, you guys have all seen Band of Brothers on HBO, right? Oh yeah. Okay, so, so you know, I, I think about these clones kind of the same way, right? What makes that that book and the the miniseries so great is that the characters are so vivid, and mm -hmm. you know, because we are Americans, it's easy for us to put those faces on american troops and so when this when this is happening and you see oh this is the guys from some other company you still have that jeopardy because all all we've seen is this tiny little peek into the the rich depth of these real people's real lives and there's a sense of that with the the clone troopers because they're all sort of elite but they're also not special because they're all elite you know and it's this weird it's this weird sort of dynamic that makes them that reminds me of that really really well organized rifle company you know what i mean because the reason the clones have the personalities is because it's useful for the republic that they have them so they must use them for like uh okay this is a little off topic but in world war ii they said that the american junior officers were better than the germans because they wouldn't like radio back to command to find out what to do next they would just do what they were supposed to do because they were trained to make decisions and that's the thing that it seems the clones are able to do the droids aren't. 
and, and they can fight. They fight really well, and they right. can take a hit. They take several hits. You know, the guy might be down for a second, but he'll get back up and yep. keep going. Not like uh, where they tur- they went like they're not sh- like stormtroopers, right? They like <laughs> they got dumped down somehow, and all of a sudden they can't. Their armor is like pa- like paper mache, and they can't hit the broadside of a barn. So the clone troopers are legit fighters, and they all like like Hitch said, they just they have the mission and they go do it. Um, I, what the, what the the game? Uh, uh, what was the the video game on Xbox that? Uh, re- uh, Rebel, what do you mean? Uh, you were commando, it was a uh, clone command. I forget what it's called, but oh, you, oh, yeah, all... it was like, yeah. um, a little like one of those, um, tactical commando, like a rogue like first a... person, World World of War, Starcraft type game, yeah, first person yeah. shooter. You're a clone trooper, and you have a you have a, 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 a gang, a platoon that you lead, and I mean, it's great. I mean, you have. You have the the camaraderie is there, and you know what each of them their strengths are. So that watching this cartoon makes me think I'm playing that game. You know, I mean, it has the same sort of elements. So uh, yeah, the clone the clones are great, and that's what this is a really great uh, vehicle for is to uh, build that character, build those characters, and yeah. get those yeah, personalities yeah. out, and make them not just they're not just like shell empty, empty suits. Hunter. Yeah, yeah, empty suits yeah. falling over. They're people. They're like they're like people like us, but they're actually not. They're clones, but they are Boba Fett's. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on with those yeah. guys. Yeah, I, I was really taken aback still on the the development of three PO and R two D two. Just like I as we end the... this, you know, like yeah. I mean, I I so in my mind, I think about like how it would happen, but I would love for them just to do like a bulker. I just like to see like the this, the life cycle. I guess because it would be a cycle of not obviously not a life, but a cycle of R two D 2s memory banks. I mean, he's literally since the insurrection of the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. I mean, he's lived through everything. He's seen everything. He's chronologicalized so much data. I mean, recorded. It's just you know, and then you get to these extended stories, you know, with these newer Mandalorian and just. The, the data he has, even at the end, when we see um, in episode, uh, you know, nine, you know, the, he has a file of even 3PO. It's just, I, I would just love to pick his brain. I mean, there's just so many stories, so much he knows that, you know, as we find out, you know, even the Sith know him, which is, you know, I, I understand he's a droid and there's no personality. But if anybody can do it, you know, with like the Wallys and stuff, we said Disney can. But I just like to see more utilization of like, you know, R2-D2 as a resource. It's, he has unlimited information. I mean, who knows? He might have holocron data in his mind. You know, he had Luke's map. So, you know, it's just him as a, as a character. It's just, you know, it's, it's unique. And I, I never thought I'd like him as a droid. He knows as more as I watched extended, you know, universe things and cartoons that really how much he knows and how much I just want to learn from him. I yeah. like, um, D2. Yeah, I like it. I like um, Anakin's connection with R2 T, you know, R2 D2, you know. Um, I mean, watching like these first six six episodes and watching like episode six, and I, you know, Hitch, you was talking about as us the second part to that episode and like seven and everything where he gets rescued, but how Anakin, you know, he 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 doesn't want, he's not, it it's not a toy to him, you know. <laughs> so it's 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 that's his buddy, that's his pal, that's like that's that's like his little brother, and you know, um, even though Ahsoka. Um, 
introduces another droid to him. Well, it's just a droid, you know. It introduces another. Um, what, what, what was the 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 Goldie? Is she said or S three? R R three. R three. Yeah, R three. Yeah, 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 yeah. She introduces that one to him, and he's like, "No, that's not that's R two. You know, I mean, you know, you you're gonna present him to me, and you know, like it's just gonna be a replacement. No, you don't know my connection. You know, with the with 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 R two D two. So I li- I like that. I like that he he he's he went back to try to get him, you know, um, even though he's not alive. <laughs> but is you he? Know? I mean, I mean, what is what is life? I mean, honestly, uh, is he hey, is R two D two sentient? <laughs> I mean, honestly, he's definitely. A, I mean, if we're just looking at, I mean, if we look at R two D two as a two dimensional character like the rest of these characters, I mean, if you if you pulled his card from a Dungeons and Dragons list, I mean, you'd play. You know what I mean? You wouldn't just be like, ah, I'm not going to play with this this character. He has interesting things that he can do, and he is the plot point that sort of spins off Episode Four. It's his stuff is in his memory banks, and he can mess with his memory banks because he's, he's got lots of crevices to put places. Right? He's he's a crafty crafty droid you know the one thing that's sort of disappointing in all this is that you know uh, anakin should recognize r2d2 later on <laughs> when they run into each other now like that's the one thing now like all this itch, created backstory itch. yes yes it's making I mean, me it's, want it's, darth it's, vader it's, to sort of look at yes. r2d2 and just be like right yeah i mean that, that's that's your connection because you you know you made him <laughs> you know i mean that that is it right there but i mean you can't go it's like a dvr you 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 can record stuff, rewind stuff, but I mean, when it comes to real life, you can't rewind life. You know, maybe that's it, what, it, it, it happens. Maybe that's know? what he's doing. I, I wouldn't hold out for that, just to let you guys know. I would not oh. hold out that idea. So, do you want do you want there to be like a special edition of a New Hope where uh, Darth Vader runs over and gives C three for a big, <laughs> you know, a big sloppy kiss? Be go, oh hey, how you doing? Is here's, that what you want? Here's my pitch. Here's my pitch. Ready for this? All right. So one of those scenes in Empire Strikes Back where they come in and he's in the thing. He's staring at a he's staring at like Luke and uh, all those all of the uh, the cast of characters with their rewards at the end of Episode Four, right? And he's looking at a Skywalker and R two D two and a Skywalker and R two D two, and he's just getting more and more angry. And then that dude comes in, and then he kills the guy with his with his mind. That that's that's what I'm thinking, right? That's my pitch. That's my pitch. Admiral P at that scene, right, where he murders the guy and says, "You're the admiral now. See you later." And then he's like, just gets back to staring at this. I'm like, uh, it's got to be like somebody else showing up with your dog from when you were a kid, right? That's got to be what it's like, and just being like, "Oh, hey, Rusty loves me now." Ha ha ha. I mean, that's <laughs> that's got to make anything kind of mad. Well, right? I mean, that that's that's the thing with you know writing stories and everything. I mean, you you think of stuff and um, you want to insert. You don't want like like George Lucas having control over this again because. It probably would ended up getting put back in the movie somehow. I mean, we got Hayden Christensen all of a sudden in episode six, you know, out of nowhere, you know, when it wasn't like that in the beginning, right? Um, so, yeah, yeah, you, you don't want George Lucas issue. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you don't want another George Lucas reissue and everything. No. So, it, you know, just patching it. But I could see why he, he, you know, he did stuff like that because. 30 years down the line when, you know, children's children's watch this whole thing all over, it'll make sense. <laughs> they'll have everything all fleshed out and all the stories will be connected. And they'll watch our YouTube videos and they'll be like, guys are idiots. They thought none of this was connected. This it, was was not, it was not going that direction at all. It was not going anywhere. When, when, when Hitch's child, <laughs> when he gets... Child, when, child. Yeah, yeah, when his child child gets indoctrinated into Star Wars lore, you know, it's going to be like, granddad, it makes so much sense. 
They're, just, like, they're gonna do a bunch of reaction videos of this and just stamp wrong <laughs> right on <laughs> right on the video wrong. <laughs> That's not what happened at all. In fact, they don't. They're gonna oh, do reaction videos to our podcast, you know. <laughs> yeah, my dad. My dad's an idiot, and he's are his idiot friends, and they didn't know what they were doing. That's what it'll. That's what it would be like. So, uh, but I, I think that what's interesting about this first, what it's set up here, and what, and what I'm glad they spent this capital on this time is now for the rest of the series, I'm invested in anything that has the clones in. Like, so I'm now, like, immediately I know these are people, these are characters in whom I will have an investment once you allow me to. So I'm already pre-invested. And that's excellent for driving the plot because the other thing, and I was, uh, me and DP were, were texting about this, it just seems like General Grievous wastes a lot of ships and just gets away. Every single, like, like three or four times, he's just like, oh, all right, I'm out of here. Just... Just like Skeletor, yeah. just like Mumra, just like um, you know, <laughs> all Dr. your favorite Claw. classic, <laughs> Doctor Claw. <laughs> we we still haven't seen his face, by the way. That's right. Oh, we, we don't have, have any idea. Doctor Claw could be literally that. anybody. I could be Doctor Claw. Yeah. I could be Doctor Claw. Claw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, still the, seen his face. The, the bad guy never gets away with anything. You know, he always loses at the end of the episode. So. I mean, you know, it is, it's, it's a cartoon, so I guess what, what do you expect? <laughs> it's all but, good. But, yeah. <laughs> You're right. I, I, you noticed that. I thought that was really – the Skeletor one made me laugh really hard because he's always just, like, going into some portal and smashing it behind him and going, I'm out of here, He-Man. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I am excited to see I, – I, I was texting Hitch, you know, back. I didn't realize General Grievous was in – um. Revenge of the Sith. So I'm very excited to see that, you know, when we when we get to it. So um, just seeing how these, you know, these are connecting and fleshing this out a little bit more um, is really great for, I guess, like the the, the whole lore of it and everything. And uh, as I hear, like the seasons get better. So, you know, these first, you know, couple seasons are just like so-so. But I mean, the way I'm hearing it, and I mean, maybe you can attest to this, Mitch, um, season three through the rest gets a whole lot better. As far as like you know, storytelling and animation, I heard and the animation yeah. gets a whole lot better, you know. So yeah. I mean, I'm I'm curious, you know. I'm I'm like Hitch said, I'm definitely invested. I, I will tell you though, the ending is breathtaking. It's breathtaking. Uh, I, I, it, I, it really I, is. I want to hear it. <laughs> no, I, I won't. I won't spoil it, but it's no, it really is. I mean, it's just when you get to the end, it's just like wow. There's, there's so many of these. We don't have to. You don't have to. You know. We've got some time here. We do five or we six do. a week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we do a, a cut. At this rate, it would take us four of these to do season one because there's like 23 or 24 of them. So I'm excited. I like – I'm enjoying this. This is new content for me. I've never been aware of all this. You know, if it weren't for the – if it weren't for the need to manufacture Jeopardy because I live through the timeline and the order of release, I think that it would be even more interesting than it is. And I'm I'm excited to see where they go with it, honestly. I think it will be cool. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, and where do you see Grievous fight? Like, really fight with mm-hmm. with lightsabers? Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, it's phenomenal. I mean, the guys, the guys, a. Uh, I, I don't know too much about him. I would like. I'm hoping that these the Clone Wars series develops him a little bit for me, so I I know a little bit more about him, where he came from, because obviously he's both robot and uh, organic. Yeah. I mean, there's so so. Who was he? Did did he did he always grow up to be a to be a badass like that? Was he was he picked on as a child? Now what what made him who he is? Because he's he's seriously driven 
to make everybody's life miserable. <laughs> he did. He certainly is. <laughs> I mean, for really nothing else than just, I know you're unhappy, and I feel better about that. <laughs> I feel better about that. <laughs> he, did, he, he destroys his minions and everything just like that. You know, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's just crazy. I mean, the minute they say something that he does not like, which I do love because they are so sarcastic, you know, <laughs> it just it just kills me every time, you know, he gets mad at him and stuff, you know. Yeah, it's hilarious. And so I'd like, I'm hoping that I, I learn a little bit more about who, what, who Grievous is and what made him Grievous. I mean, he's definitely, he's definitely like Grievous. Like, I call him that because of all the Grievous errors he makes. Because he's just like, nothing could possibly outflank us here. And then he just gets blown up and he's like, well, I guess I better get to my ship. This was a stupid idea, General. Smash. I'll just start over with another shit. They're all just, they're all just tin cans anyway. It's like the difference between, you know, we talked about playing a video game, right? It's like the difference between actually being in a plane and playing a video game <laughs> where you're in a plane, right? Like you, if you're just in a video game, you just bail out, right? Who cares? But you know, not, not as easy to do it in the real world, right? You don't want to pull a D.B. Cooper or whatever, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So moving forward, guys, uh, this next week, we, we you want to dive into the uh... – you know, next six, so part two, you want to uh, do seven through 12, seven through 13. What do you, well, what do you think we want to do for viewers? Yeah, I want to know what happens to R2. So. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'm down, do it. yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, we'll post on the uh, on all the socials and everything which uh, what number we'll stop at, whether it be 12 or 13 or whatever. But, uh, yeah, we'll get the second uh, part two of the season one, you know, and I guess the R2. We'll call it our R2 saga. <laughs> we'll get clarity on our R2 saga here um, before uh, not too long. But um, uh, before we, uh, you know, try to finish up here, uh, we have any questions of the week or anything uh, that we'd like to pose to any of our, um, you know, listeners out there? Anybody got any guys got any any questions you'd like to pose out as far as the Clone Wars or even maybe our, uh, you know, quick news segment? Anybody have anything? Hey, great. Um, I just want to um, say for all our um, Carbonite Bounty BS uh, podcast page, you know, Facebook fans and everything. Um, great memes. You guys are posting some really good stuff, you know, on these pages and making making me laugh at least, you know. So keep that up and you know, keep up your comments and you know, um, Tom Hastings, he always he always comes through <laughs> with yeah. some really good stuff and everything. So shout out to him and Colleen. She always comes with some with some good stuff as well. Well, if you guys don't have a question, I'll post a question we can post on the site as well. Yeah. And it'll be an extremely hot topic since you guys might not be aware of it. But uh, it looks like uh, Miss Cara Dune is in extremely hot water this time, and it, it might be curtains. No. What? They've replaced oh. her on two, on two promotional posters. Um yeah, I, I don't know. This Gina Caruso stuff's gaining a lot of steam, so um, uh, you know, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm 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 not a fan of you know what they call quote unquote cancel culture, but I don't know. There's a lot of pressure. So I I I, 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 know I, I, I can I can see why it's like okay, you keep opening your mouth, things are going to happen, you know. But at the same time, I mean, people have a right to express their opinions, whether you agree with them or not. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, but, it's like, yeah. you know, if, if you're a corporation and you think about, OK, 
Um, is your um, fan base going to give you backlash and not spend money on your product just because of a, a particular actor, actress, and everything? Should we, you know, do away with that headache just so, you know, just to, to keep, you know, keep the waters calm and stuff? Because this is still an entertainment product. It's not something that we need or anything like that. Um, and it's something that people still spend their money on, you know? Um, are we going to get this headache every time we, po you know, do an episode? Because they're probably doing a whole series with her and everything. So is it, uh, um, is it necessary to, to, to keep that on? So these are the corporate questions, unfortunately, that they got to deal with where I'm fine with, uh, I just believe personally, I'm, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that she says, but I'm not all about, you know, shutting her up just because she right. says stuff that people don't appreciate or like. I've been a big proponent of separating the actors or the actress from yeah. the characters. So yeah. like, you know, I don't, you know, a lot of the people you, we choose to want to meet aren't the people that we think they are. So to speak, exactly. so yeah. I, I just, you know, let her have her series, let her run her show. And if that's how she is as a person, you know that, but I, I don't think, I mean, and it's like anything else. If you don't want to watch this episode of her show, Disney don't plus has a watch. library of stuff. You click yes. off of that show and watch something else. So there's going to be a segment like me who will want to watch it. Um, there will be a segment who don't. Just you know, but I guess my question is posed: is wh what do people in the comments think? Should they move forward with Cara Dune, or should they um, recast, or just you know, you know, push Ahsoka to the forefront? I know, like I said, she's been replaced on two promo posters by Ahsoka Tano, so to speak. Um, and you know, like I said. Filoni and uh, Favreau lover, they're going to the bat for her, but it's one of those things if Iger or whoever the new chief is, you know, thinks it's going to be a threat and the shareholders think it's going to be a threat. I mean, they, they can only stand on certain, you know, so much ground. So, um, do you guys, I don't know. Do you guys know, you guys know, obviously, who Colin Kaepernick is. I mean, we don't have to get into who, you know. Right. We, we, my thing is this. You, you have an obligation when you are the representative of a multinational corporation, and, and, and I'm going to just say that Disney, okay? You have an obligation to comport yourself in such a way that makes it not an issue that you have these, these, these views, right? And that, that, means, that means a couple things. One, it means when I see Cara Dune now, I think about those things. And, and it's hard for me to separate them because they're real, and they, and they impact the real world that I live in, in my opinion. So... I'm of I'm of the the sort who would say that, you know, if we're gonna live in a society where the free market determines success, and that is political, and that's something we've determined as a society that money is politics, then if you interject politics into a commercial venture, that's that's one your fault. <laughs> Nobody told you to do that, right? Nobody called you up and said let's let's make my persona this sort of politics because frankly if you put me in a position where i have to say one way or another right where i have to have this thought it's going to impact the story and that that's something you have to really really consider and let's remember who this character is for one this isn't carrie fisher doing this you know this isn't like something where if if i came to you two years ago you'd have no idea what any of this meant so if you're going to portray a police officer, I'm just saying that at a certain point, you know, maybe we should be making decisions about the sorts of things that we have those authority figures say, not just in this, not just in, you know, 
the Star Wars universe been in our world. So for me, you know, I think that it would be wrong for the government to do something to her, but the market Disney, is the market, right? Disney could, sure. Hey, that, it's that's funny, the way I feel about it. It's funny you bring up Carrie Fisher because Carrie Fisher, when she was shooting A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, was off the chain. I mean, she was doing, she was on drugs. She was openly on drugs. If that happened, if that happened today, yeah, would they, yeah, gone, right? Yeah, they would yeah. not. She, she would yeah. be gone. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that she's, she's got a job to do. I think if she's got a contract, she's got to run it out. I mean, I mean, I think the character that she plays is good. I think that that actress plays that character well personally i don't i don't care what that what the what the person does when they leave the job site okay right they come to the job if if i got a guy that works on my team and he can lay brick like nobody else he's i mean i know that that house he's he's that he's building that foundation is going to stand for 100 years i don't care what he does when he walks down the street but that's all that's all proportional though right yeah, I, you know, so it's, it's just it's the reason I I don't mean to, to harp on Kaepernick, but I think this is the athlete the athletics thing is a is an apt metaphor because the idea is if you're a, a integral component to what I'm doing right, then you have that leeway because I cannot deal with it in the way I might want to right because you have leverage. If you don't, you have well, yeah. If you don't. It's your job to recognize that you don't and not to say these things that would cause the, the company to choose not to use you because you don't have the leverage to make them continue. And, and, and for me, this, this whole thing is wrapped up in, you know, questions of what types of stories do we want to see in the Star Wars universe? And is that character the most interesting story that you could tell me with the $10 million you want to spend in 55 minutes? And I just don't think that's one the case. I think she's the least interesting of the female <laughs> characters that have been introduced from the into the Mandalorian. And two, you know, I don't know that I really care to see her, you know, locking up criminals and, you know, busting crime. I don't care. Like for me, it's just going to be a passive. They do it. So from, you know, it, that's the, and that's the market, right? It's my, like you said, team, it's my choice to watch or not. She, she doesn't rank that far up as far as like Star Wars characters. I want to see. You know, and I can't wait to see or what have you. So I guess as as and and at the same time, it's actors and actresses playing these characters. So I mean, somebody has to play them. I mean, but as a character, I mean, she 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 doesn't rank that high. So I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the the free market decides. You know what what happens, and um, the Disney ultimately decides on um, you know how she. Or, you know, how these, these actors, actresses are going to, um, you know, represent them when they go outside of the company. You know, um, you make a choice out there when you open your mouth. So at the end of the day, you know, and if you um, days with all the social media, so you got to really be careful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you everybody everybody has their own platform now. Everybody, you know, um, wants a, um, a, 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 a pulpit to, to speak on. And I mean, that's fine, you know. Just realize that it's consequences to, you know, every action. So, I mean, it's on her at the end of the day. Everything's yeah. a chess game, right? It's not like you only get you move and that's the end of it. Like you move and then I get to do the response to that, right? And if I find this 
person to be unctuous and I would prefer not to spend money on their on their products because they, without my consent, brought their opinions into my entertainment. And that's my business, the same as it's their business to talk about it on their own time, right? And I, I think that, that both sides are fair. I, I don't think that there's a... Um, I don't think that there's necessarily at all one, all the other, you know what I mean, uh, solution it's to this. A, it's, I, a, it's, a, it's a gray area with right. everything. It all depends, because yeah. it all depends on how vile is the thing you say, right? Because there's certainly things, I think we agree there's certain things you can say yeah. that would make me definitely be like, no, we're done, right? right. Like, I, obviously, that's the right. case. So nobody's saying, like, no one's making the straw man argument here. But for me, you know, if before all that came out, was she like, was this the character I needed to see developed more? And even in the, the cadre of the of Horatio Sands and Carl Weathers and her, she's the least interesting <laughs> of those characters to me. So, you know, I wasn't super keen on watching a series that was dedicated to her before. I do she need more this. grief in my life. I mean, Listen, if it, what did I say I, before? If we, if we could have more grief, I'm I'm good. <laughs> That's the thing is like if you're telling me that this that this series is the vehicle for more grief, Carga and more Carl Weathers, well, that changes my opinion on all this, right? Because because look, it's not about her having a series. It's just about getting me the story I want, right? Yeah. And that that's yeah. why I think it's fair to say, listen, I'd prefer you not... That's an excellent, excellent, excellent point. I'd prefer you not center it around her. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling me that this is what, what Carl's willing to do, it's what Carl's willing to do, and I can live with it. You know what I'm saying? But it's all about leverage, ultimately. You know, the same way as if we decided to say crazy stuff on here and our employers found it, they could... You know, uh, if they did, but we obviously don't say crazy look stuff. Look at the time. We gotta go. <laughs> right. Anyway, but yeah, guys, like I said, a great discussion again this week, and and obviously a good hot topic to end the show off this week. So uh, yeah, everybody in the comments, and if you're in the car listening, it's great debate point even amongst uh, people you're riding with. You know, there's everybody has their own opinion to this, and you know she has her own opinion. You know, the boardroom has her own opinion. So it's. It's what I always thought. It's a great debate. I mean, that's the fun part about this is everybody's going to have their own take on things. Obviously, she had, she's had her own take and her own views, and she's going to stay her way. So, um, you know, like I said, uh, once again, thanks, everybody, for coming on. You know, it's been a fun episode, a fun review. Uh, we'll pick up again next week. Um, it's crazy. There's already some new news topics. Uh, for everybody out there listening and watching, um, do some research on it, and or I hear that there may be, even though it's a 2022 series, there may be a leak or a trailer that's going to come out, uh, maybe like a little snippet Disney does. So there, there's Ooh. some news around that Andor series, maybe like a 15 to 20 second clip. I mean, Super Bowl is coming up. Disney's Ooh. a big sponsor. Disney's a big sponsor for that. So keep your eyes out. There will be some Star Wars. Star Wars will have a presence at the Super Bowl, I'm being told, uh, to some extent. So... Whether it be Andor, whether it be Obi-Wan, there will be a time slot around the Super Bowl and, and Star Wars marketing. With it being down in Tampa in the kind of Orlando area, even though it's an hour and a half away, um, mm-hmm. they'll definitely they'll definitely capitalize on that. So, uh, yeah, keep in mind. And uh, it looks like we'll be we'll be meeting just before then. So, I mean, they usually leak the Super Bowl commercials on Saturday. So, if I see anything or would air anything out, we'll, we'll definitely react to that for you guys on the channel. But uh, other than that, guys, uh, thanks for uh, tuning in again. And uh, until uh, next week, um, this is the way. This is the way. Nerdcyclopedia.